Haven't you ever wondered? What else is out there? There's wonders in this world. Beyond our wandering. Hello and welcome to the long-promised, long-hinted-at and finally assembled fan-critical podcast on Amazon's Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Now, this is our actually our first foray into the celluloid world of Tolkien, um, <laughs> which is not surprising because there hasn't actually been any Tolkien content created since this podcast came to be. Mm. So it shouldn't be a surprise, but yeah, it still feels a bit weird. So I'm your host today, Lucy. I'm not going to describe myself as a Tolkien head because, as we're going to discover, I haven't read all the appendices, but I do love the films. And I'm joined today by my trusty companion, mm. John. Good, yeah, thanks. How are you, John? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That's a lie. I've got a splitting headache, but, you know, this oh. is a podcast. It's not, you know, the doctor's surgery. It's not therapy. Um yeah look i i'm glad to be doing this with you i'm pretty sure if len would have been hosting this he'd have been like oh and you know welcoming the orc from the depths of southeast london or something so uh i'll, I'll <laughs> I mean, take a trusty companion okay i i mean the the podcast fellowship has been rendered asunder so it is mm. it is just myself and you on this saturday morning <laughs> but that's fine it's funny, though, that you mention uh, an intro describing you as an orc, because I'm not going to do that. But I did think, before we get into the meat of the podcast, we should cast everyone in the podcast as one of the races Ooh, of Middle-earth. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. what are your thoughts? So, I, I've sort of... I had you down, and I don't want you to get offended. I had you down as either like a dwarf or a man. 100%. Because 100% I feel like you could be a hydra. Yeah, I do think you're a dwarf. There's nothing um, wrong with being a dwarf. No, not height-wise either. Um, I would say, no. I mean, look at Durin, for fuck's sake. He's just, you know, he's just a hairy, a ginger-bearded man. And it's, you know, that's that's. You like your red meat. Much. Mm. You like your ale. Um, Ooh, I wouldn't yeah. say you're massively materialistic, but I think you like the finer things in life. I Much do, like yeah. Mithril. So, um, yeah. Oh, I have to say, um, of all the places that they've been, I mean, I would quite like hanging around in in the little... Kazadum. Kazadum, It looks yes. quite cosy. It, it does look nice, cosy. doesn't it? So, yeah, you're happy as a dwarf, so mm. that's good. Um, yep. I think Len is a man. I don't think there's that many <laughs> levels to Len, to be honest. Yeah. He's probably easily corruptible, but will attempt to do the right thing. There was one character um, that I thought was a bit... Uh, like Len, and uh, it was the guy that was just randomly trying to chat up Asilda's sister or whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. Mm. I think is his name Kevin or something like that. I yeah, know it's something really, really shit. Yeah, uh, that's so that's Len. We passed <laughs> Len. Um, I think Gaz. I don't. He probably get offended by this for some reason because he is becoming irrationally offended by comparisons to elves. But I I get elf vibes from Gaz. Oh, he's a half foot. Come on. No, I don't think he's a half foot at all. I think he's an elf. I just he's can see with a bow and arrow. He's quite nimble of foot. He's quite fleet footed. He speaks quite slowly. I think he if he turned things, up he... as an elf, I'd be like, oh, fucking hell. Like, where are the other ones? Are they on holiday? I think or... he... He gives. I mean, in this, they're not that tall. They're not like in Lord mm. of the Rings. They're quite. Yeah, they're a bit rubbish. You yeah, know, fair enough. I mean, Celebrimbor looks like a bank manager. Like they, they don't have that <laughs> elongated look. Um, I think Emma. I think is an elf. Well read. I think she could be an elf warrior mm. as well. Well, and I think not warrior. Uh, yeah. Well, I think she could get feisty if she needed to. 
and she could give you a lot of lore, mm. which they all seem to do. And I think I'm a hobbit. Um, you think you're a they... half foot, do you? No, I never said half foot. I'm a hobbit. Yeah, but we've not seen any I of the love... hobbits yet. So I'm just talking about Middle Earth. Mm. I'm not specifically talking about this show. I think I love being at home. I love being cozy and just pottering around, eating lots of nice food. Maybe go to the park. Like I just think life in the Shire really would suit me. Yeah. So I think I mean everyone wants to think that they're like an elf or like the race of men. I'm definitely a hobbit. Yeah. Okay. So we've we've cleared that up. Hmm. That's good. Um. So Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. What are your? Yeah. Tolkien's work. <laughs> As I say, we've not discussed anything that he's done book-wise or anything that's been made into films or TV before. Mm. What are your thoughts on Lord of the Rings? How did you first come to the world of Middle-earth? My uh, elder brother uh, absolutely loved um, the works of, of, of Tolkien. And every so often I'd see, like a when I was very, very young, like just random like paperbacks and I'd be like, who are these weird characters? <laughs> um, and he used to read a lot of Terry Pratchett as well. So I'd kind of get the two yeah. mixed up. Um, so he used to go on like The Hobbit was the best thing ever and didn't really ever talk about Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. And I get the feeling that that's quite a popular opinion, actually. If, you, if, you, if you're going by the books, I think the dwarfs have quite a lot of character. Um, yes, I would agree with that. But uh, for me, and this is going to, you probably hate me for this actually, but um, I remember when The Fellowship of the Ring came out and I hadn't read the books um, before the films. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Fucking Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, all of this nerdy shit. Yeah. yeah. Just, you were too who cool. Who cares? Yeah. Put the Matrix back on. Um, and I watched the first hour of the Fellowship, and I was like, "Oh God, this is so boring." <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then about midway through, it kind of it got me, and I was like, oh, "Actually, this is quite good." And by the end, I was like, "That was brilliant." And yeah. then I remember going to the cinema to watch the second one, the Two Towers, and that is genuinely mm. up there with like the best films I think I've seen. Or certainly, in terms of what my expectations were going in, yeah, that kind of just blew me away. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I I certainly wouldn't describe myself as as someone that's like, um, as you as you've alluded to with yourself, um, I wouldn't go back and and read every single book that's attached to Middle Earth. Let's no. say, um. But in terms of the, if we're talking about films, that Lord of the we Rings are, yeah. trilogy, I think is probably, it, I, I would say it's quite difficult to name a trilogy that's as consistently as good as that Lord of the Rings yeah. trilogy. You know, I, I mean, look, it's completely different genres, but, um, you know, the the Godfather is like five boob, five bloob, five bloob, three bloob. Um, mm. if that, um, the Lord of the Ring, uh, Rings films go the other way in that, I mean, arguably, so, some would say that the second one is the best one, and I probably think Two Towers is the best one. Um, but they're all pretty solid four or five bloobs, I would say. Yeah. So I, I mean, I agree with basically all your sentiments there. I remember reading The Hobbit as a child, and there was a, um, like Hobbit. Gandalf themed restaurant around the corner from me <laughs> growing up called called Brandy Bucks and I had no oh, idea cool. it was related to Lord of the Rings it was just like a wizardy mystical place you could go and eat a burger um and then yeah the films came out and I remember seeing the fellowship of the ring in the cinema and at first I, I had the feeling at the end I was like they're not what they're not even they're not at Mordor they're not even there yet like that's taken three hours so I was a bit like what and then watched it again I think with my family and sort of realised just how good it is. And it became mm. like a very important film to me. It's probably one of my favourite films, I think, Fellowship. Yeah. That that one means the most to me out of all of them. But I do remember we used to, me and Charlie, friend of the pod, we used to queue on the day that those films were released to be the first ones <laughs> to go in the cinema. Bear in mind, 
mind it's not like there was massive demand like you'll never get a ticket if you don't leave school early to go and queue proper mm. fucking geeks yeah um and i do remember yeah like you say like fellowship built up a lot of anticipation and then seeing the two towers i think at the time i was like yeah this is it this is the best one um but i look back now and i think fellowship is my favorite and i think it's very special and yeah i just don't i don't really see you can watch it back and you know some of the cgi hasn't held up too well some of the dialogue especially in the third one it gets a bit wisecracky but I, re- I honestly don't care none of that bothers me and i think they're they're perfect and they're timeless and it's one of those occasions rare occasions in film where it's like lightning strikes and it's just somehow it all works perfectly well um and it's quite a, a massive legacy that it's left and i won't touch on it for too long but i thought the hobbit was really disappointing the films you didn't need three films it was an obvious money grab um but the one good thing about it which will lead on to this show is that it kind of put a buffer zone between peter jackson and these these the content lord of the rings films because at first you would think it has to be peter jackson if anything is ever filmed by tolkien it has to be peter jackson and that's kind of removed that need for me because I, i don't think it was very good um but yeah so that's how we both feel going into watching this show mm. um what were your thoughts of, of when you're anticipating it what are your expectations um so when it was first announced <clears throat> it must have been what like two years ago something like that maybe yeah i yeah. think we were talking about it on this pod and, and we were kind of like well <clears throat> amazon it's gonna have a ridiculous amount of money thrown at it so um correct it should be pretty good um <laughs> i mean and we'll, we'll get on to kind of the money behind the show because uh in some ways it's arguably it's quite disgusting to be honest it is it's, it's um, obscene but uh but look i mean it's it's amazon they can do what they want right um I, well, I was i wasn't really looking forward to it i i kind of and this might just be me um and you know listeners to um our other pod certainly recently I'm really struggling to get interested in any <laughs> film or TV at the moment. I feel like that yeah. <clears throat> everything seems to be a bit, oh, I've seen this before, but it was better. And Yeah, um, I know what you mean. I kind of, I was, I was not sure that we even really needed a Lord of the Rings TV series. And I was even more annoyed that it clashed with house of the dragon because yeah okay they're, they're very different in terms of their overall themes but um it is still just you know uh mythical very very similar in terms of like look and stuff well um, yeah i mean one inspired the others even if yeah. it the way it inspired us it was to sort of divert from the tropes that are in lord of the rings yeah you know Game of Thrones and that whole universe is sort of definitely directly inspired by yeah. Middle Earth. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I kind of was a bit like, eh, uh, you know, I'll give it a go. I'll watch it. Um, when I saw some of the casting, I was like, fucking hell, what is Lenny Henry doing in this? And taking the <laughs> piss. But um, but you give it a go. You give it a chance. Um, but I, like, I I wasn't massively excited and. Um, uh, it was it was certainly not one of those shows where I was like, right, okay, it's just come out, let's let's watch it immediately. Yeah, um, so you didn't, you've only just sort of recently caught up on it all, haven't you? Yeah, I, look, I I wasn't kind of anticipating it, let's say. Yeah, I think I it's just Lord of the Rings looms so large, it, but it it almost sort of removed a burden of expectation from the show because I was like, well, it won't be as good as the Lord of the Rings film trilogy. Mm. Um, let's let's see what happens, let's see how it works. I think um, the rise of Sauron, as I'm calling it, uh, is quite interesting <laughs> because we know so much about what happens after his rise to power. But seeing how he gets there, I think mm. that's quite an interesting because I think at first they were rumoured they were going to do a young Aragorn season. I was like, no, that's not no, shit. So this is a, a bit interesting. Mm. Um, as I said, I sort of mentioned at the start of the, the podcast, um, I've re- read Lord of the Rings, read um, Hobbit. 
ages ago, years ago. Uh, so you're not going to be getting facts about the appendices. You're not going to be getting inconsistencies. Saying, well, actually, <laughs> in uh, appendix number 65 of the Silmarillion, yep. it was the third age. You're not going to get that. So mm. if you're thinking, oh, that's what I want from my podcast, and I think a lot of the criticism leveled at the show is because of its inconsistencies with yep. the text. This, this isn't the podcast for you, so <laughs> please don't send us abusive emails saying, why haven't you read the Silmarillion? Uh, please yeah. do. We'll take anything. I mean, you can, you can, but I'd rather you didn't. Don't say you're going to see us in hell for having not read it. Yeah. Um, but let's let's move on. So, what, how I thought we could deal with it because obviously we're going to do the first four episodes because there are eight in total. Mm. So I thought we'll cover the first four. We can't go through the plot uh, of each episode because definitely that would just not take too too long. <laughs> definitely not doing it. Um, so I thought we would just discuss each of the plot lines and how how we felt about them. Were they good? Were they bad? What could mm. it prove what we enjoyed um and as is tradition i think blueberry at first so this this first half i am going to go first go for it and it's weird because john when i'm not going to mention house of the dragon while we discuss this (laughs) um yeah john but what you said you said something in our last episode of house of the dragon where you said you feel that you could give every episode four but still give the series as a whole three. And I'm going to kind of reverse that a bit um, with this. I think the first season, the first half of this season, I'm going to give three blueberries. Um, but I feel like it, it could pick up to the point where I, I would give the whole season four. Mm. Um, it's funny, my brother came around last night and we watched the, the fifth episode, which I'm not going to touch on in this. But he said, I said, like, oh, how are you enjoying the, the show? And he said, oh, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's, going to happen next but I don't, I don't think it's very good i was like i kind of agree with you in a weird way like yeah. i'm really actually quite enjoying just it is slow it's quite a glacial pace that it goes at um but i'm just enjoying being in this world and you know some of the dialogue is not so good and they should have mm. maybe invested a bit more in the in the screenwriting and some of the background actors also but there's something about it that is just sort of quite transporting i'm just like ah. Uh, I like. I just like watching it, and I don't even notice how long the episodes are. I just like being back in Middle Earth, but because mm. of the fact that we're at episode four, nothing has really happened, and I am going to need the action to kick on. I, I would give the the season as a whole so far three blueberries, but there's mm. a lot of room to improve, and I, I think it. I hope. I hope it does, and I think it can. Yeah. No. That that, you... that makes a lot of sense. Um... I think I'm going to surprise you a little bit here, actually, because... Zero um, blue. Yeah, imagine. Um, A lot of what you've said, uh, and I'm going to caveat this by saying that this is extremely difficult to score. It is, yeah. uh, Because it's... Again, I'm not going to constantly reference old like '90s TV shows, but when you grow up on like fucking Quantum Leap and shit like that, which is just yeah. just had a reboot by the way, so go and watch that. Um, but it doesn't have Scott Bakula though in it. No, it? no, no, no. So don't no. watch it. No. Um, and uh, and not Ziggy either because he's he's dead, isn't he? Oh, um, so rest in peace. I'm not having. A, I'm not. I'm not digging out Ziggy on the Lord <laughs> of the Rings pod. Um, the look of this show is just outrageous. Like, yeah. it, there are literally scenes where I just pause and I'm like, this is not even CGI. It's yeah. real. Oh, yeah. It's an actual jo- massive it's set. Jaw-dropping, some of it. It's phenomenal. And... It, looks, it looks better than most films. In fact, it probably looks better than all films. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just stunning. Just so good. And some some of these shots, especially in the first episode, they're just like throwaway shots of like mm. an explosion of light and the boats on the sea of the elves going to the Valar. And it's like, mm. how much does that cost for just a shot? It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, the the whole show costs like half a billion dollars or something. It's which is it outrageous. It shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed. At least allowed, it looks good no. for it. It should. It does look good for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get the feeling that it was just make the show that you want and you've got an unlimited budget and that's just how it uh, it just came to pass. Um, yeah. 
I, episode one was quite slow, but yes. again, most of the time I was kind of just blown away by the scope and scale of some of the set pieces. Um, mm-hmm. I actually prefer it to be a little uh, dialogue heavy. I, I, I actually thought that the action set piece in the first episode was a bit too quick and kind of not didn't really yeah. need it. Um, I I wonder whether or not they they added that at a later stage because they were so concerned about how like slow it slow. was. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd be interested to see, but um, I think it's it's kind of it feels like it's going in the direction of a show that I would give a shit about. And and if I think back to the Fellowship of the Ring, the film, um, and it was like. I mean, there are numerous cuts, but let's just say it's three hours. And that first hour is slow, really slow. Um, so, let, so let's say that <clears throat> you'd expect the first three or so episodes to be relatively slow in a yeah. in a 10-episode season. Yeah. If, if the middle part of this season is where it starts to create a little bit of, oh, okay, this is, this is where I see where it's going... And then the latter half of the season is a crossover of these stories leading up to, you know, a big crescendo and then obviously a uh, a cliffhanger going into season two. Then I, I feel like this show could go in the direction of a of a five bloop. I, I, yeah, I, I, would, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't score it in that way, but, but I would much prefer to be, and again, look, I, I'm not going to, talk about house of the dragon because there's probably people on here that that haven't seen it or or aren't caught up yeah that feels like a show that's not going anywhere and the fact and the fact that they've covered or will have covered 10 years worth of story in five episodes that concerns me massively um so i i would score I'll, i'll score the first four episodes of four bloob um I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful of where it's going. There was a yeah. moment in episode four where, um, and this is the one thing I will say, I'm seriously struggling to keep up with these characters' names if they're new characters. Yes, same. There's there are too many background characters. I think that are just being stuffed in with no plot motivation, like no character development. And I'm like, I liked, for example, um, Elendil's daughter. I don't mm. care about her. What yep. is her name? Mm. Uh, she's got an apprenticeship. I don't. I don't care. Stop showing <laughs> her because you're not actually. She's standing around looking worried. Mm. Um, what does that mean? I yeah. It's it's focus on the main characters or develop the ones on the periphery. You can't just put them in there like cardboard cutouts in the background. Zoom in on their worried face and expect mm-hmm. me to sort of care. Yeah. Um, but I I agree with you. I'm hopeful and I think. I've given it three, which is maybe a bit harsh, but it is a three based on sort of actually really enjoying watching it and looking forward to what's going to happen. They've laid the groundwork. There's so many sort of mysteries that you're like, where is this going? And if they if it goes where either you might think it goes or somewhere else that's unexpected and it works, yeah, I think it could be really, really good. Um, it does have to get on there. Though. It has to kick on, I think. Um, I mean, I approached it, originally thinking you know rings of power oh they're making a forge okay cool so Sauron's going to appear at some point and we're gonna he's going to persuade them to make the the rings and I now I'm like that's not going to happen <laughs> that's not going to happen in this season most likely um so I have to kind of let go of that and just say well this is it's called the rings of power and it's about that over maybe three or four seasons um so I think I just need to readjust my expectations um but yeah that's a very good score from you I'm I'm um I'm a bit surprised. I don't know why. We we haven't really shared how we felt about watching the show. Yeah, but um, I, I, look, I, I am as well. I kind of... Uh, I'm not massive on binging episodes. I do, I do like to, to have time to think about what's happened in a singular episode before I move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, but, but, I did, but I did binge uh, two, three, and four in, in a day. Um. Uh, and I as actually I say, think it would work better being able to binge this because of how slow it is. I do think, like with Stranger Things, they had longer episodes as well. Mm. I think being able to build the momentum 
rather than going, oh, yeah, new episode, then it's still quite slow. You're like, when are you going to actually kick on? Um, yeah. so that's interesting that you did binge them. Yeah, I, I, I will say there are there are some story threads that I have absolutely no issue with sitting there and following and, and actually enjoying. Mm. I, I, I think going to uh, to the dwarves in, in episode two was key because there's mm. so much character there's like the yeah. the relationships there like it, it okay i mean it's quite conflicting um but i always i always feel like the dwarves get, bring something that's a little bit more uh human than when they're knocking about with elves that are very placid yeah you, you know what i've sort of i've ordered my notes in a certain way because we're going to go to each of the storylines but let's mm. actually start there um because the elrond uh Durin thread is my favourite. Yeah, easily. I think Elrond, I think he's such a good actor. I think his performance, there's such a warmth to it and you get such an idea of Elrond as this, the sort of the diplomat, the politician, um, you know, away from the kind of quite commanding and imposing, you know, Hugo Weaving character in Lord of the Rings. This, mm. this is where he came from. And I find his relationship with Durin really touching and the, the dwarves just do have character and it's not based on, whoa, they've got beards and they've got Scottish accents and they're funny. Like the, the acting is really good and I think, I don't know whether the writing is better for them or if they've just elevated the writing, but it's just a bit of levity, um, but also a bit of like emotion to it. I, yeah, yeah they, character, yeah. lots of character. It's the heart of it. I mean, that, mm. the show doesn't really have a heart yet in the way that, you know, following Frodo that's a very linear um, storyline to, to latch on to mm. this is obviously everything's a bit scattered to the wind but it's definitely the strongest part of the show for me and you know seeing Hazard Doom because we have only seen it like once it's been ruined mm. um, so to see it when it's like a, a working mine and see the riches of the dwarves is just mm. I've, I've loved seeing that and every time they're together or even if it's just the dwarves on their own or Elrond on, on his own. I just, I, yeah, I, it sort of piques my interest much more. And I just think it's a really good performance from young Ned Stark. Yeah, Robert he's brilliant, Aramayo. isn't he? Mm. He's a really good actor. He's got such a future. Um, he really needs that from me. He's been in Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, yeah, that kid's going places. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's the stamp of approval he really needs. But yeah, he's, his performance is definitely stands out. Um, I, especially a, as it's a, question, a character actually. that exists. Yeah. Oh yeah. So why do they have to have Scottish accents? Why are dwarves oh, Scottish? So dwarves are Scottish. Uh, mm. Half it's the Northern Irish. Orcs <laughs> are Cockney. Always Cockney. Always working class. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the elves yeah. are from Eton, and then men are just. I mean, if they're poor, they're, oh, they're then just from the north, men. of course. Just normal men. Um, yeah, it's, it is weird, but you know, I think Gimli was Welsh, wasn't he? He had a Welsh accent. I don't, I don't know why. Mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, and some of it is a it's little annoying, bit. Um, yeah, and oh, some of the the dialogue, <laughs> I, I have to put subtitles on because my bad ears. Mm. Um, but what did you think? Are the, one of the scenes that really stuck out for me, I think, it is episode four, the Mithril scene. Mm. Now that was very, I interesting to me and i like the way they played it because mithril has such significance for you know we've seen it just from the films we've seen it um it sort of illuminates the the minds of moria the entrance we've seen bilbo and frodo have got the mail made of mithril we can only assume that digging for mithril is what awoke durin's bane aka mm. the balrog that also yep. tries to take down um gandalf so it has so much significance and I like the way that they didn't hit you over the head with that. And it, mm. it, it just allowed you to kind of wonder. Um, and also the motivations of King of the Elves, Gil-Galad. And Celebs... Well, how do you say his name? Celebreborn? It's such a hard... Oh, the, no the, little, the little bank manager Smith. <laughs> Their motivations in sending Elrond now uh, seem... They're put, called into question. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I yeah, really I, like that scene. <clears throat> Yeah, um, and look, I I, uh, <clears throat> I certainly couldn't recall where Mithril had come from. In my mind, I I, I couldn't, no. couldn't couldn't remember. Uh, it, if I was only ever leaning on the the films, I just assume it was just some cool 
like elf technology which is not necessarily the case um so yeah so so that that was good um i i wonder whether or not we'll we'll see the the balrog um Mm. at least hint to the balrog in in this season well there have been explosions in the mines and collapses haven't there and i wonder if that is something awakening because Sauron's coming into power. He's probably calling all the foul things out of the earth. So, you know, that would be... Yeah, we're on the move. Yeah, we're heading to the Southlands. Okay, um, it's the end of the season. Come on. Come on. Cliffhanger. Move on. Um, yep. Do you have anything to add on the Elrond section? I'm sure he'll like <clears throat> pop in and out of other bits, but I, um, anything else. And the dwarves as well. No, look, it, it, it's, uh, it's nice to see... Um, a more kind of emotion driven like in a nice way not just constantly like worried or upset yeah um, uh, 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 El- Elrond um uh, that's the, I mean that's not to dig out Hugo Weaving he's playing a very different character where the, the world's yeah. about to fucking explode so it's like right, yeah. okay I I understand why he's stressed out um, yeah, definitely. so it's quite so yeah Elrond the younger years um I'm enjoying <laughs> seeing his interactions and and uh, uh and his genuine kind of like warmth uh, yes with 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 Durin um, yeah there's a real charm and a real sort of you can see their companionship and I think that was that does hit one of Tolkien's themes of sort of the friendship between these races that is necessary to overcome evil mm. um and it is shown there without it being too like on the nose i think him sort of calling him out for not coming to his wedding i'm like mm, okay he's still angry about that but yeah but but I, yeah but but i i guess well no, i mean rightfully so he's had two kids and got married and he's just turned up and he's like oh can you do me a favor i'm like fucking ill mate what yeah been for 20 true. years um but it but it is quite interesting to i guess um get elrond's naivety in that situation where it's like 20 years for him is is nothing really. yeah it's, it's like a week yeah 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 um so yeah so that so that was good now i i'm very much enjoying that story thread yes um i guess look maybe we'll we'll cover our least favorite next i don't know um well what's your least favorite and we can talk about it i don't know if i have a least favorite <clears throat> You, you, what's your least favourite? And we could talk about it. I would probably say the Harfoots. Okay. Don't have much to say about them, to be honest. It's more I, the stranger. Yeah, I mean, well, well, that's the thing. I mean, if he wasn't there, I'd be like, can we just skip this whole thing, please? Mm. But this um, this obsession with, with figuring out who he is... Um, and I've seen, like, differing opinions of... I think Len said he was Sauron, didn't he? Or... Len said he's definitely Sauron. Yeah, Len said he's um, definitely Sauron. And again, like, I've not seen episode five, so it could be a big reveal. But it doesn't, get it off, doesn't but... really make any sense. I mean, I, as, as I've said, I, ha- I haven't read the appendices, but I have done a bit of research because, you know, I'm not a hack. Um, and Sauron <laughs> returns after the war, after he's van- well, Morgoth is vanquished. He does return to Middle-earth in a pleasing guise to mm. uh, sort of seduce the elves into making the rings. Uh, this guy doesn't look very seductive to me. So mm. I think he's more likely to be a wizard. Probably not Gandalf, but... be interesting he if, me... if he was Saruman. That would be good, wouldn't it? It would be interesting because obviously Saruman is only bad towards the end of, um, well, the start of Lord of the Rings, but, you know, the Third Age. He do, he's a wizard he's a white wizard he's wise and he's good and he has he's around all the trees and the, the wildlife you know he's a good guy but it, it could be that because Gandalf is sent to earth um he's like a, the same sort of race as Sauron actually um he's sent to earth when Sauron returns and rises as a protector so I wonder if that's this is basically a different sort of wizard that's the same as happened Sauron's rising get thee to the earth in a comment um but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind the Harfoots. I actually think Nori, um, played by Markella Kavanagh, I think she's quite a strong presence. She's quite engaging. Um, they are a bit twee, but I don't, I, I don't just, hate it. 
it's just without the, the strangey as you say hair and stuff it's like yeah the the hair accessories hair. are a bit it's kind of like a high school um performance of midsummer night's dream it's a bit like mm, it's you have too have much in your hair yeah. yeah it's not it is probably the weakest but we do have that mystery of the stranger um which keeps you interested although i'm interested in who it is but i don't care at the same time i'm not it, 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 there's other people whose identities i'm actually more interested in um so let's move on unless you've got anything else to say about no look i you know, i um oh, i i agree i think i think nori is is doing a the actress that's playing her is doing a, a decent job yeah um Again, I mean, Lenny Henry's there. I, I mean, it's. I don't mind Lenny. I think he's all I right. Think he's doing all right. I, I think he's doing all right, but it's just. He doesn't as stick out anything, like oh. Well, I mean, he's one of the better actors in it. I think some of the yeah, some of the acting's not great. He's doing all right, but it, as with anything, it's like when fucking. I mean, what's their obsession with casting old like seventies, eighties British comedians in this? Like Billy Connolly's in The Hobbit. Like, it's yeah. just what's going on here? Scottish. Just leave him alone. Fucking hell. Like, who else? Is, <laughs> who else is going to turn up in in the next season? Bobby Davro, or is, he's probably dead. To be honest, who knows? But Roy Chubby Brown. Roy Chubby. <laughs> he's actually Sauron. Imagine <laughs> 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 <Not in> that. <laughs> yes, that would make a lot. of I sense. don't know any of his catchphrases because obviously I don't watch that kind of comedy. There's um, definitely some Americans sitting here going, "Who the hell is Roy Chubby a, Brown?" Was, he was a very offensive comic. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I don't think he'll be turning up. I'm really um, let's move on from Roy Chobby Brown and his half foot <laughs> gang of men onto one of. So, this, so I'm going to talk about Galadriel, who is the centre of this. Um, mm. And actually, probably her storyline I have the most problems with, even though I'm enjoying it. I think because obviously Galadriel is, encompasses the Numenor um, storyline as well. Mm. Uh, what did you think of the opening with the boats and her being bullied? And her brother saying some nonsense about water. Um, uh, I kind of just, but because it's so early, I I was kind of just sitting there going, "Well, why is this going to matter?" And then obviously they tie it into the very end of of episode uh, one. I didn't think much of it. I know some people have some problems with how like like the attitude i guess of of the kids that like it's not very much in keeping with uh yeah uh, yeah elven traits i guess yeah um i i i didn't think much of it i was i kind of just skirted over that that bit to be honest I, i'm assuming yeah. you had a massive issue with it no i didn't really not with that i think i think morvid clark is doing a good job with galadriel I would like to see the character have different levels than sort of whispered rage. You know, I, 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 one of my friends has read all, is all like a Tolkien head and has read all the appendices. And he was like, by this point, the point of the, in the show, she'd have got, she'd know how to handle herself. Like she wouldn't be so, um, kind of hot headed. And, and we just, her, her one motivation is obviously kill Sauron, but I would just like to see a bit more, um, just a bit more like light and shade from her character, um, but I, I do think she's she looks very elvish. Um, mm. She's quite striking, <laughs> and and I do think she's she's doing a good job. Yeah. So my problem's not really with her; it's more like I love. I think Numenor is quite breathtaking, unbelievable, um, isn't it? But again, this yes. is what I'm talking about. Like they built the harbour. Oh god, yeah. they really built it. Yeah, so good. It's, Stunning, and what I love is that you can really see the similarities between like Minas Tirith and Gondor because Elendil and Isildur are the founders of Gondor, so you you can mm. see that representation. And I have to say, yeah, when when we saw Elendil, and well, you hear the the words Elendil, Isildur, his Narsil, and it's just like fucking hell. This is mm. this is them. These yeah. are the guys. Mm. Um, and good to see that Isildur's just always been a little dweeb. Um, <laughs> although. Is that fair? Because really and truly, like he did cut the hand from Sauron's ring. The I hand thought he was pretty impressive. Ring. Like when he, you know, he saves his mate from flying out off the boat, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just a bit, a bit like I don't know. But he's a he's a kid, so we'll he's, let him go. He's, something's um, calling to him, and it's like from the west. Oh, yeah, it's Gondor. Yeah. 
Um, yes. So it's well, good I mean, to see them. His dad is very well cast. Like, yeah, he's he's giving me a lot of authority, but yeah. tenderness. A man's yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, but w- without having to be raising his voice and too gruff. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, a ladies. The, man. Sorry, the the modern man's man. Yeah, he's yeah. not like he's not getting pissed and like attacking people. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's very he's very noble. He's like mm. the, the model of nobility. Mm. Um, what did you think of Queen Muriel? I think the costuming is to die for. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know what to make of her yet, to be honest. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to see, and, and obviously you have seen episode five. Um, I'd be interested to see where that where that goes. Um, uh, but her at the moment, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of her. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how long she's going to be in it, to be honest. Like, yeah, she's obviously she's just scared because. The coming of the elf is the is foretells the ruin of Numenor. That's the prophecy, yeah. um, and the great wave. Uh, but it seems like by the end of episode four, she has rallied and she is on the side of Galadriel. But something my brother sort of pointed out last night: um, how does Galad like Galadriel's like Sauron's still out there? But how she doesn't actually know what's happening in the Southlands, does she really? No. So she's like, let's all go there. It's like, you don't actually know what you're going to find when you get to um, Middle-earth, which I find a bit weird. No, but I guess that's the only kind of lead that she's got at this point. So mm. and she's, they've painted her as being like uh, obsessive, somewhat kind of reckless, I guess. Um, yeah, she definitely we're, we're, is. Yeah, we're, we're, which is fine. Like if, if you're going to be, I mean, she arguably the lead of the show. Yes, co-lead is, maybe yeah. i don't know but um let's let's say she's the lead of the show and i don't know how many seasons they're planning to do of this but uh coming back to the point about her earlier she i think she needs to be a little bit reckless she can't be she can't be the finished article now if she was no. that would make for a relatively dull i show. wouldn't expect that but there's a sort of a limit to the, the enjoyment you can have from watching her with quite a one-note character. Mm. I actually think she deserves more. Um, now, my the problems, I don't really have a problem with Galadriel per se. I just think in Numenor, a lot of the, especially, is it? I think it's episode three with Halbrand, who we will come on to, mm. her sort of travelling companion. Yeah. A lot of the background acting is very sort of BBC drama, like Merlin, Saturday <laughs> afternoon, like the, the guild, when he fights the guildsman. Mm. And just they're just they're quite poor, and I and I think the issues I have with some of the dialogue and the acting is is in Numenor, even though I love how it looks and just the general idea of it, yeah. um, and the the overstuffing of characters. Um, what do you think? Did any of that bother you, or did you just think, nah, this just looks great. I don't really care. Uh, no, I mean, look, I'll I'll be honest. I I am distracted half of the time by just looking at the show. They're, they're, honestly, there are parts where I just look at the clothes they're wearing, and I'm like, wow, yeah. man, look at that. The costuming the alone, yeah. Um, but uh, no, look, I, I I think that's fair. He goes, gets pissed up with the guys. That scene <clears throat> kind of felt quite cheap anyway, where it's like drinks for everyone. Hey, it's like, yeah, it's the drinks hell. are on me. It's like yeah, I don't yeah. know that they'd say yeah. that in Middle Earth. Yeah. No, we're not in Middle Earth, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously he walks off, and when when he started fighting them, I I thought he was gonna, I thought this thing was gonna happen where it felt quite like he was just gonna beat them to death, and mm. like some weird like like monstrous personality was gonna come out, and he was gonna kind of reveal who he really is, and then obviously yeah. that didn't happen. But it kind of felt that's where it was going with the. I think there was a a change. I'd have to go back and watch it, but. I seem to remember that there was a change in tone of the actual like music, background, sound that was playing. Mm. Um, is uh, I mean, this kind of feels like a, uh, the right segue, but I mean, how brand like? Yeah, I definitely is, want is, to talk about him. Is he who Galadriel thinks he is? Okay, so I think when they they first sort of introduced the notion of him being the king of his people i just thought what yeah. another aragorn ham-fisted parallel you know yeah, he had good. that in the hobbit with thorin um, being the the, the the true king 
And I just thought, this is... Oh, not doing this again. But uh, I guess it, but it, actually, it made sense in The Hobbit. I mean, one, because that's just... I mean, it is in the, the book. Story. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, it's like... I mean, he was literally on the battlefield with his dad and granddad. So it's like, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. This, this kind of uh, rogue wanderer that's running away from his destiny i think that they're, i'm paraphrasing yeah. a little bit but that's that's kind of what galadriel said yeah it's like dire aragorn oh, that's what oh. they're calling him calling yeah. him online however having done a little bit of uh, the old internet sleuthing mm. i came across a theory which i mean some people think he's sauron which i don't subscribe to that theory at all do you uh i i could i would i wouldn't be surprised if he was okay cool but what i have read is that yes he he is he is the king of this sort of bloodline um in the southlands where he escaped from um and he's going to become the witch king of angmar the leader of the nazgul so she will help him regain his throne and then his people will fall to sauron and he will become corrupted by the power of the ring that he's given and he will end up being that guy on that dragon what do you think? I love that. And that, that really inverts the Aragorn um, narrative because, yes, he is the king. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a good guy. It doesn't mean he will be incorruptible. Um, and now in my mind, that's what's going to happen. And I think it's great, but it's not necessarily going to happen. But I think that would be a really good... I mean, I don't know how the timelines match up, but he's not a real character. He doesn't exist in the, it, in the text. It, yeah, I mean, it would certainly kind of add weight to if we think about the scenes of, of Galadriel turning down the ring, yes, I guess the, yeah. the, like the, the thought of uh, her having a companion that kind of goes to the dark side. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hate to use that, that phrasing. Um, it's a diff- that's a different trilogy. That is a different trilogy. Um, uh, d- depending on how good their relationship is the journey that they go on if that was to happen in like a free season arc i think that'd be quite cool yeah so I, I, is... I, I like it i i don't i don't like the idea that i mean if he is just um an Arag- aragorn ripoff because he is That's... i mean he's completely new character written for the show yeah um then that's just lazy isn't it it is lazy and it's you know we don't at this point i don't we don't need to see oh the the men of the south united under a banner like that's not really that interesting when we know what's to come with the war with sauron Hmm. um so yeah that's something to keep in mind and that's how i'm now watching the rest of the show with the inclination that he's going to end up being maybe even not the witch king of angmar but he will be one of the ring wraiths he will he will be given one of these rings as a king corrupted Um, yeah, and I think that would be really, really interesting because he's definitely being portrayed as a character that's not like. Because I, I definitely, I think um, Lord of the Rings is very black or white. That you have Boromir who gets tempted, but it's good at versus evil. There's not really any grey shade, so it'd be good to have a mm. character that you actually do see become corrupted. Yeah, um, and and look, I mean the the <clears throat> the whole point of these, I mean the show is called the Rings of Power. So mm-hmm. uh, to to eventually get to a point where you see um how corrupted all of these uh men and elves and dwarves or whatever how corrupted they get um would make a lot of sense um, yeah. and it, and, and it would, would be enjoyable it la- it will land better if it's characters that you've learned to love over you know yeah. seasons yeah yeah so I really actually do hope that's the direction it's going or in some way he he becomes corrupted by Sauron. doesn't need to become the Witch King, um, but that would be very interesting. Hmm. Anything further to add on Galadriel and Numenor? Um, no. I, I mean, I, I was going to say that I think she looks incredible. Yeah. But but I don't want it to come across as... No, but she, she does. She glows. <laughs> I think the hair's really working. I love the armour, giving Joan of Arc vibes. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I do like it. There's a lot of backlash against her because, I don't know, it's like she doesn't look like an elf. It's like, what? Yes, she mm. does. She's got very el- elven features in my opinion. Um, 
I do think we need to yeah. take the character up a notch and just see. And I don't mean like give her a love interest. Like I would hate that, but just. Well, like there was him. that bit with Halbrand, wasn't there? Where it was mm, like, I know. That was Seems cool, like, that bit. It, it might be going that way, but I hope not. I know, but fucking hell. I mean, all right, they've been shipwrecked. Um, and then like a that day was a later, good scene, whatever actually. it was. No, 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 I know. But when they're in the palace and it's like, oh, are they going to kiss here? And it's like, oh, no, he's yeah. just taking a sword. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> Delete that. That's, that's not flirting. Yeah. Okay, um, going to move on. Is this the final... Yeah, I think this is the final um, plot, and it kind yep. of goes in quite nicely Walcott, to the idea of Halbrand. Thea Walcott um, on the wing, like you say, and we're going to Tirahad, which is in the Southlands. Mm. Uh, we join a healer called Bronwyn and her daft son Theo. He's very dashing fucking elf, annoying, isn't he? Aaron dear, yeah. He's, but in the way that teenage boys are, no offense, to teenage boys, but I, I mm. get it. I think he's a bit hapless and like. If he was really brave and valiant, I would not believe it. Um, no, that's that's fair. What do you think of the this? Because it's it, it encompasses obviously the 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 kind of discovery of doings afoot in in mm. the Southlands. You know the others, the leaking black shit, and um, that was disgusting. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I have to say, R- write that down. <laughs> that's disgusting. Um, the yeah, I mean, when he's milking the cow and it's black goo that's Gunge. coming out, yeah. that is fucking horrible. Um, I don't know whose idea that was, um, but I guess well done. But yeah. I was not happy with that. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not having any milk from that cow. That's all I'm no. saying. He might as well just kill it, honestly. Lactose intolerant from now on, because that's well, uh, yeah, fucking rancid. oil that's coming out of it. Um, yeah. I. What's the name of the uh, the elf? Arundir. Arundir. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good, isn't he? He's. Um, I like him. I I tell you what I like about him. Uh, he. And in some ways, it's kind of like, oh, how fucking good is Legolas? Why is he like invincible? Oh yeah. Um, I quite like the fact that he's vulnerable. Yeah. He, yeah, because I, when, you know, so he, he, he investigates the, the, the fact that people, the villages are sort of being ransacked or, or just disappearing. There's this foulness on the, the outskirts of the land and he gets taken by orcs. And I'm, um, yeah, I was like, well, why can't he just fight them? It's like, well, actually, yeah, he's, he's kind of just a watch elf. He's, he's, they've mm. been posted there in this land because the people there were loyal to Morgoth. So they've been posted for 80 years. Doesn't seem that long, really. 79 years just to keep an eye out they've been told to move on <laughs> Sauron's definitely gone just don't worry about it just mm. keep an eye out um so he's just like a watch elf so but yeah he's he's got a very expressive face um i don't really buy the the love story with bronwyn i, I they don't dwell on that too much no. um she i just think she looks cold she's quite skimpily dressed which i don't you know nothing against that it doesn't look like a balmy mediterranean fine. climate but she's always got her arms out Mm. takes me out of the action humid Mm, looks cold Mm. Um, yeah I mean so I mean every time Theo's on screen I'm just like go away kill Um, him yeah in a way Um, the just talking about highlights I guess so I mean when Bronwyn walks into the little tavern whatever it is and slams down the orc's head on the that's very good. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was How scary good. are the orcs? That orc was really scary. That was like a proper horror. That scene sort of was film. a proper horror thing. Yeah. I thought the orc looked a bit weird. I know it was yeah, wearing but, a mask, wasn't it? But, but scary. It had really long fingers and nails and it just it, it wasn't yeah. the sort of cheerful orcs of uh yesteryear. Yeah, I mean and there's the bit where Theo's basically like hung it. And it's like hanging from the. I was like, oh Jesus! Yeah, it was quite brutal. Yeah, I was like, wow. And then he gets out of that, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, I yeah, forgot I mean, about that. So that 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 little bit was, yeah, you're right. Like a a, a horror kind of set piece in in a mm. uh, in a very kind of not horror show, really. Um, I really liked where Theo's running away, and you've got. Uh, Aaron Deer, did you say his name was? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
this was the bit that I was talking about where I was like, it was the first real part of the show where I was like, this is, like, I'm really, everyone shut up. There was no one in yeah. the room. I'm in, like, I'm in. Yeah, just, you know, I'll put my phone down <laughs> um, and I will concentrate on this bit. Um, and the way in which he catches the arrow, I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is good. And then obviously, you know, they get out to the, the sun and you've got the orcs at the um at the end tree of line. The, the tree line, yeah. Um yeah, that 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 I really enjoyed that scene. I was kind of like, right, this is what I'm talking about in terms of building up to something that eventually in like episode eight, let's say, where we start to see some of these characters cross over. I I yeah. really feel like it's going to build into something where even if the last episode is a five bloop, that to me would be a win for this series. Build yeah. up to something that means something. I think uh, this show has five blueberries in it. Hmm. I think it, it could pull it out, even if it's just because of amazing visuals or just caring about Elrond. Um, I actually thought Aaron Deer was going to die in that scene. I thought he was going to die. Saving Theo. Yeah. Because uh, his mate way... died, didn't he? Yes. And the, and to be honest, the way in which they slowed slowed it down, the music changes, very um, Boromir vibes. I was very thinking Boromir was going to come to pass again. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, maybe that leads us on to a separate point um, before leaving this story. Um, does this show need to kind of kill one of these like leading one of the characters that's leading these story threads in this season I think yeah by the end that they will have no one really dies in Lord of the Rings like as in Boromir dies um, Theoden dies at the end um, mm. But you don't, you don't. It's not Game of Thrones. Like you do, you're not going to get a lot of them dying. No. Um, but I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe Aaron Deer died. Um, I thought some of actually just sort of skipping back some of the action scenes when he is caught with his elves and they're, the orcs are making them dig mm. were a bit weird, a bit badly edited and jerky. Like obviously they don't want to show blood or too much blood. Mm. Um, but then it just was a bit strange. I thought. Ooh. You've cut, they they cut certain scenes really strangely, I thought. Mm. But it was still effective. Um, just a couple of points I want to make now about this. Um, well, actually, there's quite a lot in this scene, this um, strand, but I won't, won't dwell on it too long. Mm. Uh, the broken hilt of the sword that Theon, mm. Theon, no, Theo finds. <laughs> and it becomes a flaming sword when it comes mm. into contact with his blood. That's cool. That's yeah. very interesting to me. Why yeah. does it do that, do you think? I have no idea. Is it just blood is like like a sacrifice to bring it to power? Potentially it's, uh, I don't know, like the the sword needs to feast to yeah. live, I guess. I don't know. Like a sacrifice. That's mm. interesting. And what was even more interesting, actually, is Waldreg, the old innkeeper, mm. has obviously had his own history with the blade. He shows him his arm. And just the idea that actually maybe there's a few people in this village that would remain loyal to Morgoth and his followers. So yeah. Sauron. But yeah, but it but again that's good. I like that. Like Yeah, no, it's very Yeah, more more of that. You know, a bit it's um less black and white than Lord of the Rings because mm. I mean we know there's the uh the sort of the cursed men in the mountain that made it <laughs> swore an oath to Isildur to aid against Sauron but also didn't mm. come to his aid. So we yeah. do know that men men like are not perfect. But it was no, good to see not. it a bit more up close and to think, oh, it's not going to be just a battle against the orcs. There's going to be yeah. people that want oh, to. Yeah. I mean, like like help. normal townsfolk as opposed mm. to just these big armies that are, you know. Well-trained and everything else. Warmongering. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, like the prejudice they have against elves, whereas they would follow Sauron. Yeah. Um, last, Just last point on this. Uh, we see Benjen Stark... Uncle Bingen, um, <laughs> as a sort of disfigured elf named Adar, which is mm. sort of the orc for father, I believe, mm. or elvish. Who who do you think he is? Is he anyone? Or is he just I have him? No and he's idea. just he's just a character. 
Yeah. See, I'm like, who who could that be? When it's like they're just them. Um, but quite an interesting little introduction that there is this ruined elf wandering around with the a orcs. Da- yeah, a dark elf, if you will. Um, yes, uh, he could be a dark elf. No idea, no idea. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of introducing. Well, here's the thing: Are we even convinced that he's definitely a bad guy? What makes you say that? Because he... He's an elf. Well, he gives me Loki vibes, to be honest. Kind of like the anti-heroes. That's just the hair. Yeah, that's just the hair. And the cheekbones. Um, And the cheekbones. And the fact that it is Loki. Um, I don't know. I I hope he isn't. I hope he is just like a a standard villain. Um, Because he comes across as... You know, he's articulate. The way in which he mm. sends him away, it's like... I like the fact that there are potentially villains that are slightly more interesting than just, well, yeah, cut his head off and yeah. punch his face. Like, fucking hell, chill out, mate. I'll, yeah, I'll go round bit... the tree. It's easier. Um, yeah. So I, I'm interested to see who he is. But but I, I, I would not be surprised if he turns out to be some sort of, like you know playing both sides kind of thing yeah or he's yeah he's been captured but actually he's working for the good of middle earth interesting mm. hadn't thought of that i'm going to watch out for that in the subsequent episodes mm. okay is there anything else that we haven't discussed that you thought oh i actually want to talk about this or that uh no um i guess i'll i'll just to to caveat it as as i said before i wasn't massively kind of into the idea of this series even even less so when it just suddenly was like oh it's out like the first episodes tonight mm. um but i will say like i before we go on to you know the rest of the the season in our our next pod i have high hopes i have high hopes i have high hopes hmm. i'm enjoying watching it even if i can see the problems and yeah. i'm i just i appreciate it in a way so i have i have high hopes and i and i want them to be fulfilled yeah right couple of questions just for for the rest of the season uh do you think we've already seen sauron do you Um, think he's hiding in plain sight and we know him already he definitely could be okay Um, we're not sure this uh, i mean this kind of lends to the whole how brand thing like there's quite Mm. a lot of people that think He's already in um, Numenor. Yes, yeah, I've seen that. Um, which would which would make sense, I guess. Um, I don't want to dwell on it too much. I can't, like, <clears throat> it's kind of like it's that thing with people going, "Oh, do, do you reckon Gandalf's going to turn up?" So don't worry about it. Just, yeah, just just watch just it. Focus on the people that you're watching right now. Like, I think it's just interesting because we know he does come to the elves, and I'm just thinking, hmm, he's he's got to come in at some point. And I think now, if they introduce someone, you'd be like, well, that's obviously Sauron, isn't it? Mm. Like if he's, we're suddenly halfway through. Um, okay, do you think so? Do you think that we're going to see the rings get forged in this season, or do you think that's just going to be the build up <clears> for the next one? Um, I think if we do. It will literally be like the last five minutes of the last scene. Yeah, and it will be some kind of like the music will be fairly triumphant, and then it will quickly turn to <gasps> doom, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it'll end. Mm, interesting. Well, I'm very much looking forward to uh, to seeing how it all plays mm. out. Um, yep. Well, thank you, John. Uh, I've enjoyed discussing with you. Um, and listeners at home I would really be interested in your feedback uh, what your theories are book readers as well if you can sort of point out anything that we've said that is like well actually in the books as long as it's done in a polite sort of professional (laughs) manner I don't mind Um, so if you do want to email us any of our theories you can do so at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com you can tweet us at fancriticalpod or if you're on Instagram, leave us a comment at, mm. at fan underscore critical. Um, yeah, we love we love hearing from you. And I think there's so many theories and ideas around this. And it's so intriguing, I think, because so there is so many answers that we don't have. 
it would be a good one to discuss. Um, and we'll be back, I guess, in about four four weeks or so to yeah, discuss like the, the hopefully a few more of us. But if it's just us, I don't mind. Yeah. Two companions. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, John. And we'll see you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.